Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. Thank God for Mother's Day, and we're so glad that you are here, glad that you are here with your children, some of you, and I know that God is going to minister to you. It was really, really in interesting that on last Mother's Day, I preached on bo uh, the roar of a lioness, and I don't know if any of you remember that. I didn't remember that at all. You know, Mother's Day and Father's Day uh, messages. Who remembers them? Don't even remember the jokes, you know. I mean, you got plans, a lot goes on. But anyway, I preached on the roar of a lioness. And it was a message that I had preached in 2010. Well, interesting, We, when we got ready to do our women's Bible study, we were picking between two different things that we were going to uh, use as a syllabus. And we decided to go with the lioness, Arise. And so that's what our women are doing on Tuesday night. When I got ready to uh, minister on this Sunday, I was like, you know, I, what, you know, we always like, what are we going to preach? I looked through back things I'd preached before, uh, you know, just th different things, thoughts go through your, head, uh, through your mind. And when I saw a, a lioness, the roar of a lioness, I thought, wow, that's interesting. We were, you know, that was last year, and now we've started on the lioness, and the ladies are, how many women that are coming to the classes are here today? I, yeah, look at that. We have, uh, I think, like uh, 28, 30 that, that uh, are coming, and uh, it's just been absolutely wonderful. And so I thought, how appropriate. And I began to look and, and think. And so this is a message that I spoke in a conference in 2010. And the name of that conference uh, was Grace and Grit. And we talked about the lion and the lioness being a lioness on that. And the, I titled it then, Born to be a Lioness. But today we're going to talk about a lioness arise. And I know this is Mother's Day, but there are a lot of women in this, in this crowd, in this congregation today, and those that's listening online, that maybe you don't have children, but you still can be a lioness. And uh, you are special. You are created by God for a purpose. And uh, grace, I want to give you the definition of grace. Grace is elegance or beauty of form, manner, motion, or action, a pleasing or attractive quality or endowment. That is grace. And may we all operate in the grace that God puts upon our life. Grit. Grit is resolution. It is fortitude and it is courage. And I believe that that is exactly what God's women are, what mothers of, of the church, mothers that are born again, mothers that are not born again. You have a purpose to fulfill. God has called us, and we are in a position of influencing our world as a female, whether you have children or whether you do not. And we need to accept and we need to celebrate the uniqueness of our femininity. I am thankful that I'm a woman. I am so grateful that I get to live my life being who God created to me to be. Uh, it's our strength. We are not trying to fill the man's role, but we are to pick up and armor ourselves with the power of God that he has ordained for us. Our world, our society, our church needs the mark that we can make on them. So it's our job, ladies of Solid Rock. It's our job, all of you that are listening, to ha make an impact with those that is around us. God has called us for a purpose, and we are to fulfill it. Women of action, that's who we are. In the Word of God, we find women who knew how to get the job done. God assigns all of us to something. Every one of us in this house, male or female, you have been designed and you 
have a purpose upon your life. And so we have to find out what it is that we're good at. And I will tell you, women, that you're good at a lot of things, more than one thing. Some things you think you aren't, but you are. There are people that are following you and looking at you, and they think that what you're doing is easy. They don't know the price that you pay to do what you do. But that's where our grit comes in. That's where our determination comes in. We're doing things that in ourselves it would be impossible to do. So we have to learn how to strategically get victory, just like the women of the Word of God. And I'm just going to mention a few. Honestly, one of my favorite Mother's Day messages, and I preached it a couple of times, is uh, the heroes of faith. And it's the heroes that sit in this congregation and naming you off. And so today we're going a little bit different, but I'm telling you there are heroes of faith sitting in this crowd today. But... uh, how about the mother of Jesus? Everybody knows her, Mary. She is one that we all think about a lot. How about Ruth? How about Naomi? Uh, how about Martha and Mary? How about Sarah, the mother of many nations? How about Elizabeth? How about Deborah, a judge and a prophetess? How about J.L.? We talked about her just recently in the Bible conference. She's the one that when Deborah went uh, to, out to battle, uh, and they, uh, who, who was the, I can't think, Barack. I should never forget that. Barack, God spoke up and said, Barack, you're to go out and to get victory, and you're to make sure that you kill all of the the army, the the Egyptian army. You're to make sure that you do it, and but he would not go out unless Deborah went with him. So they partnered together and they went out. But there was a woman that rose up and she got involved, and she was the one that drove a. Uh, tent stake through the head of Sisera, which was the leader of the Egyptian army. She was a girl that was bad to the bone. And then there's Abigail and the Shunammite woman, which we all love. And then the woman with the issue of blood. How many messages have been preached on her? How about Esther? How about the woman at the well that we don't even have a name, but she became an evangelist of about Jesus because Jesus showed her who she was and that he still loved her. How about Rahab, who was a harlot, but yet he, she helped the Israelites. She was became a spy for them. How about the Proverbs woman and many, many, many women that we nameless, so many women, so many women in this congregation here today, women of action, not deterred by their gender or by their circumstances. We're going to read just a little bit out of the Message Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. And this, uh, this is a passage that can go for all of us. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race. Everyone runs. Everyone Only one wins. Run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. Think about that. They they run hard. They're disciplined. They go for it. And that medal that they win, that recognition. Yeah, someone may remember that they won a medal. And maybe even an important one, but that is going to fade. You're after one that's gold eternally. I don't know about you, but I'm running hard for the finish line. It is our times. Lioness, arise. Women of God, we're going to get to the finish line because our families need us to. I'm giving in everything that I've got. No sloppy living for me. I'm staying alert and in top condition. I'm not going to get caught napping, telling everyone else all about it, and then missing out myself. We have a goal that we're on. We have a race that we are in. 
time is ticking away quickly for all of us. And it's a fact. We need the church. We need each other. Pastor and I, we need you. We enjoy the fact that on Sunday morning, we get to be with you. There's something about you that we need. There's something about you that encourages us. There's something about you that makes us keep wanting to be here and be your pastors. And we all need each other. We can't sit back and wait and wait. We can't sit back and let others around us just run the race. We can't get by but just saying, I'm, I will pray for them, but I'm going to let you run. I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to be involved. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to, I'm going to cheer you on, but we are all individually to run in a way as to get the prize because there's a prize for each one of us. If we will run the race, we are all being called into strict training. Now I'm honest with you. I don't like exercise. It was, it is not in my gene at all. There is no like to it. I used to run a little bit, and I used to walk, but I never went long enough to get addicted. It wasn't that important to me. I wish I had, but I did it. Not just training, but we have to have strict training. God is saying in the scripture, I need all my runners running. I need them trained so they will last the course. I don't want them to get tired. I don't want them to get burned out. I don't want them quitting because they're not conditioned. Do you know that when the enemy comes in and he begins to press us, if we don't know the word of God and we don't speak the word of God and we don't speak out of our mouth and say, devil, you're a liar, because I'm telling you that the word of God said there is nothing impossible with him. And so you leave me alone, devil. I'm telling you that I will live. I will not die. I'm going to tell and testify the wonderful works of the Lord. I'm going to tell you something else, devil. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. So you get away from my stuff. God has blessed me. Therefore, you leave it alone. He's going to do what he's going to do. But if we're keeping our prayer muscles and we'll build ourselves up in the Holy Most faith and we will do what we know to do, we'll read the word of God. We'll listen to what the Lord is saying through our spiritual ears. Get it from the natural into the spiritual. And the same with we will uh, let our spiritual eyes be open and we know the natural what is happening. But there's something when we can begin to see into the spiritual realm that God is for us. He's not against us. So anything that has come against us is a trespasser. Therefore, if I have my spiritual exercise going on, I won't be one of those that say, I'm worn out by church. I'm worn out by my family. I'm worn out by my job. I have nothing more to give. God will say to us, if we will listen, he'll say, you haven't been training properly because there's going to be opposition come. It's going to press against you. But even though it presses against you, it's not going to crush you. If you know that the word of God, it says that you're not going to be crushed. We are pressed on every side. But the word of God says that we will not be crushed. And the word of God also tells us that the enemy can come, but he will not and cannot destroy us if we know who we are. Amen. Amen. I believe that God has positioned us to move us forward. Took us a while, you know, positioning, repositioning. That takes a while. This church has been repositioning for the, ever since 2018. Because that's when God spoke and said, reposition. We are now in position. May I tell you, church, we are in position. We got repositioned. And we are positioned to go forward now. We are positioned to let God do what he wants to do. And we are in a position to go out and reach the harvest. We're going to see harvest in our life, manifestation. Harvest is simple manifestation of the seed that you've sown. Isn't that interesting? Because this is a new season for the mamas. 
This is a new season for God's women. This is a new season for the men of God that are in this house. This is a season for lionesses to arise. It's time to believe him more than we ever have before. Not for more stuff, not for more power, but for more wisdom and more strategies of heaven. I want more strategies of heaven because if God, and I know, reposition us, now we need the strategies of heaven so we know what to do every step of the way. We need his strategy so that the enemy can't come in with a lying strategy and try to get us to go with it. Are you following me? Are you with me this morning? I sound like Pastor Daryl. Wow. Wow. Can I hear an amen? I love you, baby. Paul says in Philippians 3.13 out of the Message Bible, By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the go where God is beckoning us onward. In Jesus, to Jesus, I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. Verse 17, stick with me, friends. Keep track of those you see running the same course, headed for the same goal. We got to take care of each other. We got we to gotta tap each other and say, you doing okay? Come on now. Oh, come on now. Keep your eyes on the go. Look forward because that's where we're going. In the army, Never been there, but at least, but I watch Gomer. That counts, right? Yeah. Marines. Well, whatever. Well, I think it's the same in the Army, but Gomer, yeah, they're Marines. Because Sergeant Carter just always yells at him. He... But it, anyway, if you're in one of the armed service, you heard at ease or at attention, right? Well, that's what God is saying today, at ease or at attention. The devil says, take it easy. Just be at ease. You don't have to be alert. But God is saying it's attention time. It's time for us. Alinus, alert. Be alert. Paul says, be connected and watch out for others because we're in this race together. We're in a war for souls like we've never been before. Our sons and our daughters, our natural sons, our natural daughters, and those that are around us that we have an influence on, we have to take up our cross daily and not lay it down. Deny ourselves Deny those things that bring us so much momentarily pleasure. Lay them down and pick up our cross and follow him. Acts 2.17 says, And it shall come to pass that in the last day, said God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons, your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. How many here can see that we may well be living in the last days? How many young people? How many, how many under, how many 40, in your 40s and under can think that maybe this possibly is the last days? Raise your hand. Come on, I want to see it. Huh? In your 40s. Yeah, you're just barely in your 40s, right? Because, and the reason I said that, and it was it, it was the majority of the of the forties, under fifties, here that raised their hand. And you know what? That's so symbolic, because some of us that's older than that, we heard all of our life that there was coming a day. And in those times, when I would hear that as a younger person, I would say, I don't. I, you know, Jesus comes today, that's fine if, if, you know, but I didn't feel the pressing. And I don't believe it's because I'm older because I listen to what the younger ones are saying. And we're looking and seeing what's going on around us. I believe that we are in the last days. But in those last days, God says he will have his say. God has a final trump card. 
that says, I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh. That means on all people. What does pour out? What does pour out look like? You know, that's that's a interesting uh, term there. Well, the first definition of pouring out God's spirit is courage. It's God wants to give his church courage because we need courage in this day and hour. We need courage to stand up to the enemy that tries to get to, through the front door of your house. You need courage if he gets in the car. You need courage as a man of God and as a woman of God to say, no devil, get out of my house. Leave my house alone. Leave my wife, leave my children, leave my husband, and leave my children that are going to school. Plead the blood of Jesus over them and tell the devil no. What did the second thing after courage is strength and virtue, character, might, metal, soul, environment, atmosphere. That's what the Spirit of God is all about. What does pour out look like? It means that He's going to strengthen us. He is going to, there's character, his character, the fruits of the Spirit operating in our lives like never before. There's going to be a spirit of might that's going to rise up within us, and we're going to draw a line. There is a red line. You know, you hear a lot about red lines don't mean a whole lot to anybody, but I tell you what, we better have a red line in our homes. We, there is so much that we don't have to put up with, but we didn't know that we could put out a red line. That's the blood of Jesus, and we're going to say, oh, no, this house is covered by the blood of Jesus. That's enough lying to us, devil. That's enough causing confusion in this house. That's enough of all the junk that's been going on. I am a child of the most high God. Therefore, I have the spirit of might within me. What did Elijah do when God poured out his spirit on him? He outran a chariot. You think, I don't need to outrun a chariot. Well, you might. You need to outrun the lies of the enemy. You may need to get to your child fast and say, that's the devil lying, uh, lying to you. That's the devil that's trying to take you out. When the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, his strength killed 1,000 men with a jawbone of a donkey. When the spirit of the Lord comes upon you, men and women of God. It's not just speaking in tongues or prophesying, but his, God wants us to throw his spirit wide and proclaim him and be accessible to minister to the needs of the people. I'm going to pour out courage to those that's around me. That's my job. That's what you're supposed to do. Thank God for the moms that show up at school board meetings and say, I don't want my child to be taught perversity. I don't want my child to be taught by the things that you are now presenting to them. I'm going to fight for my child's soul. Thank God. And I thank God for you men too. This is Mother's Day. Thank God for some bold women, some lioness that say, uh -uh, not anymore. My child comes home and he's being harassed. And he's been told things that's not true. Mama bear or lioness, let that spirit of might get hold of you and say, uh -uh, it's not going to happen with my child. You get in there and you tell the devil no. And you tell those that's in authority that they're not going to treat your child like that. And they're not going to put that garbage in their head. I don't want my child to be taught perverseness. We have to be bold. We have to speak in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. Daughters that are trained, disciplined, they're going to make it the long distance of the journey of the race. Let's talk just a moment about the lion and the lioness. Lioness. You may have watched, have it? I don't know, probably a lot of you, but you've watched documentaries uh, of lions and 
Linus, and we happened to get to go to uh, and see them out in in, uh, in Tanzania, and we just were so blessed to watch the lions and watch the lioness and and see what nature is doing. Last night I tried to watch uh, a little bit with the hyenas and uh, huh? hyenas. Yeah, that one. And one of the cats, and I just could not watch. It was just too much for me, so I, I quit. But anyway, uh, this was several years ago, but I, I did watch some doc, document, documentaries. In Job 35, uh, 11, and, and there's just a little piece in the scripture, but it says in the Message Bible, God set up the entire creation as his classroom. And that's why so many people like to get out. These guys like to go out and they like to hunt. They like to, you know, go watch nature. And, and, uh, but he uses a lot of things. He used birds and bees to teach us wisdom. He uses the ant to show us not to be lazy. And how many here today can say, I believe that Jesus is the is lion of the tribe of Judas. I believe that. We do believe that in this day that we live that we're living in. And I believe that mamas, ladies, are his lioness. So in one of these documentaries, there was a, a lion and two lioness. I watched this several years ago, but I'll never forget it. And they were in an area that was being made into a massive reserve. And they put up a fence of confinement around it to keep them in line. So after a time when they felt the lions had acclimated, uh, they took a section of the fence down. But the lion and the lioness would not cross over. They stayed within their boundaries. Kind of reminds me of uh, our neighbor's dog when they first got a, a, a shock collar and uh, began to use that. He just would not. He learned to stay in his yard. We very slightly are trying to teach Ollie, uh, but we both are so big-hearted. The rangers decided that they would have to put a kill on the other side of the fence. So they killed a wildebeest, and they kept food from the lions. They, what they did is they created a hunger in these lions. And the lion, he did not move. But the lioness, who is an animal in the animal kingdom, is considered the height of hunting prowess, will pace will smell and know there is nourishment. And so one of these lioness decided that even if I get electrocuted, I am going to get go over. So she leaps over this barrier and looks back at one of the other lioness, so to say, kind of like, come on, you can get over here. Come on, help me. So the other lioness stops pacing. That's what we do with each other women. We're like, come on, come on over here. Come on, we encourage you. Let the Lord use you. You know, you begin to use those gifts. Use those talents. Use, God's given you a spirit of might and fight. Uh, do it. Come on, get on over here. And so uh, she plunged over uh, to where the wildebeest was, and, and uh, she began to check it out. And they do the most amazing thing. Now, what do you think? What do you think they would do? Have you ever watched them? Do you know what they do? These two lioness, what would they do? They sure did. They take it back. They didn't eat it, but they drag it back to the lion. Do you know why? They were honoring. <laughs> they were honoring the lion. Or he would not be the lion that he was. They were honoring him. We as women need to be the women that brings back the goodness to the, our men in their lives. There you go. Because you know what? We're not going to feast without you. We want you. We need you. And they were, we want to bring goodness back into our homes. We want to bring strength back into our homes. And we want to sp uh, speak to the prince in our lives. They put a collar back on the male lion so they could watch him in his domain and how he was going to establish it. And all the lions, 
they have a domain, and most of them, they'll stay four to five years, three to four to five years, and then they rotate their, their domain. They usually have several lioness. Now, that's not permitted in our life. Sisters, it's not allowed, who stay with the pride and hold the land. Now, this lion had a couple lions that began to challenge him, begin to come against him and find out. They're measuring each other up. The lions decide which ones that they want to challenge by the width of the mane. He looks, yeah, he's a big one. Nah, I can take him. And, and uh, they'll look and say, I can't get my jaw around that one back off. Uh, when they fight each other, it is violent, and it's often fatal because they're after they're after something in particular. They're going to rule. They want to to uh, take the domain that they feel belongs to them. The rangers decided they better get the collar off the lion because it made his mane, because of the way it was, it made his mane look bigger uh, than it really was. And he was been charged by another lion. And they were concerned that he would get killed. After all, he was their project, so they were watching out for him. They were trying to find out exactly how this was going to work. They got the tranquilizer gun, and they shot a dart at him. And the lion looks at him and says, is that the best you can do? <laughs> and the lion just keeps wa uh, walking toward it. So they shot several times until finally he went down and he was incapacitated, but he was still awake. His eyes were still open. They drive up to him and, and, and as they've been watching, and they get out of their Jeep and up pops the lioness pacing back and forth in front of her man. That's, I tell you, women of God, that's the way we need to be. Uh-uh, devil, you're not going to get my husband off track. You are not going to make him sick. You are not, that's my man, devil. You think I'm going to let you hurt him? That's exactly what she was saying to those men, and it's time that we take a lioness attitude to get to the male, they would have to tranquilize the, the female. Isn't that something? The devil, the devil knows that if he can get male and female that are on their feet, and if they're awake, he is in trouble. He knows that if that happens, so he has to try to get them both down. Because there's such power in a couple. Would it to God that there were some mamas that were pregnant in here with dreams that they refused to let go? Because these men that were chasing and had just got out of the Jeep, they had one dart left. And they have to aim really carefully to bring her down. They had to lift her up to get the collar off the lion and they, lioness, and they were nervous, or off of the lion. They were nervous. They lifted her up, and they realized she was pregnant. God's got some lioness that are pregnant with the word of God. They are warriors. Interesting that we just had a warrior conference. And then what God is doing. But it's not just for women. God is wanting us all to arise. Because that's what the church is to be like. Armed and dangerous. We follow Jesus like lambs. That's what we do because he's our shepherd. But it's time that we deal with the enemy like lions. And a lioness is focused. And she is intense. She is a mama that is pregnant with, with a child. She's a mama that is pregnant with a dream. With with a vision and knowing what her children are to be. And they are not to be raised by our government. They are not to be raised by socialist uh, input. They are to be raised by the word of God. And lioness, raise, uh, rise up and do not let the enemy take your children. Amen. Numbers 24, 9. Like a lion, they crouch and lie down. Like a lioness who dares to rouse her. I want the enemy to say, 
I don't want to dare upset Darlene Rhodes. Thank God for moms that are intense and fierce and authentic. I believe that it's time for the terror of the enemy to stop. Whatever he's terrorized you with, woman of God, child of God, created by God, beautiful, Whatever it is that the enemy tries to torment you with and tell you that you are not enough or that you can't do anything that's going to make a difference. It's time that we tell the devil, I know who I am in Christ because our kids are being taken captive. And it's time that we say that's not an option. That's not an option about a lot of things in our lives because we are a mighty fierce force when we get revelations of who God is in us. We're not going to run this life aimlessly. That's not an option. I thank God for moms that will not retreat, that are just content the way things are. Moms who are fully awake in this house. Moms who are listening that said, you know what? I've been putting up with stuff just a little bit too long. And it's time that I get my muscles uh, in, in order. Uh, it's time that I, the enemy knows who I am. Refusing to let our children be left out, nor will we let our men be dishonored. I understand that there are men that are jerks. They are non-compassionate. And they do things that they shouldn't. But the majority of men, if they love God, they're going to get it right. So you keep praying, and they'll pray for us. But it's not an option anymore for our churches to be weak, sin-filled, and impotent. Heaven is the original of who we are to be. What's heaven like? Who we are right now is just a faded copy of who we're going to be when we make it there. But the picture that God sees of a lioness, his woman, is a strong, powerful, fierce woman that loves her God. So it's time for us to close the gap, women, and let the lioness rise up within us. Inside this earthen vessel, the Word of God says, is a great treasure. Inside of us is what the world needs. Number 23, 20, numbers 23, 24, the people rise like a lioness. They rouse themselves like a lion that does not rest until he devours his prey and drinks the blood of his victims. Lioness? You think of blood drinking, rising up? This was the declaration God made through the prophet Balaam concerning Israel at the time. The people rise up like lioness. They rouse themselves like a lion that does not rest until he devours his prey and drinks the blood of his victims. In other words, he takes all the life out of it. He does not allow it to be able to attack again. And that is what God says, I give power to my people that if they will use the name of Jesus, if they will use the blood of Jesus, if they know who they are, they can stand up against their enemy and the enemy cannot prosper against them. Because when Balaam wanted to curse them, he could only bless them. See, when you get the blessings of God on your life and you know who you are, if you know you're blessed coming in and blessed going out, if you know that the greater one lives within you and that it's not by your might, it's not by your strength, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. And when the Spirit of the Lord rests upon our lives, he empowers us to do what he gives us the opportunity to do when God decrees a thing over your life he has every intention in fulfilling it every intention but we have to get in agreement with him as the worship team comes this morning let's not make his word small by our limitations how many times do we limit God how many times do we tell God what we can't do? God isn't interested in what we can't do. He wants you to know what he can do. And that we are only vessels. 
We are women. We're moms with a fire in our eyes and a sword, the word of God coming out of our mouths. Now, that's a picture, isn't it? We are furious. Women that have daughters and sons, they are depending on us, mamas. We need to reproduce ourselves. Women, that's what we need to do. And reproduction is messy. But we must help clean others that have lost their way. We must be willing to spend time and love and teach. God will give a platform to his women that are at the ease with their strength and their power. God will make a way. If you love God, he'll put people in your path to minister to. Do you know that lion and lioness have no gender issues? <sighs> Do we live in a world with gender issues? Oh, my goodness. Lions aren't trying to be lioness. And lioness are not trying to be lions. Yes, we're saying it on, you know, we're saying it. I'm not hiding. Because the word of God is the word of God. Because God is for the dad, the men. And God is for the women, the women. Because see, lions and lioness, they have different strengths. They need each other. The lion is a more efficient killer. But the lioness is a more efficient hunter. The lion takes out the hyenas. The anointers. Daddies, that's where you speak the word of God over your house. When there's a tormenting something that just keeps going on. You don't have to yell at your wife or your kids. But be a man of God. Anoint your house with oil. And let the devil know there's a bloodline. Jesus paid the price so that your house does not have to be destroyed. And the lioness is the one who provides the food. She's the one that brings the goodness, strength, and nurture to the pride that they have, and they take care of it. The lioness needs to take the enemy out if she has to. If he's not around and she has to, she's going to do her part. The lion's mane makes him a horrible hunter because the enemy can see him coming. He overheats and doesn't have long endurance. And I said this before because I just think it's really funny and it's so true. You don't have to show your hand, but have you ever been, any of the women been having a baby in labor for a long time and the daddy's tired, he just needs a nap? <laughs> Selah. Lioness, they go stealth. They hide out in the open and wait for the light to drop. They have eyes that capture any light in the dark, and it translates into vision. God wants his people of the light to see what's hidden in the darkness. Because if we'll ask the gifts of the Spirit to operate in us, our homes won't be deceived. God will give us eyes to see when the enemy is lurking to take one of our children out or our grandchildren. There are times in the dark where things need to be found and killed, but most of the time for us human beings, it's search and rescue time. Stand to your feet. There are sons and daughters that need the light today. So they can, they need that light so they can successfully get out of the enemy's territory. They need to be guided safely out. Hebrews 12, 1 and 3. Do you see what this means? All those pioneers who blazed away, all those veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. Strip down, start running, and never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. 
because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God, he could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever. And now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item. The long litany of hostility that he plowed through. Oh, we think that we have some real hostile things said about us or things that, the, that we go through. People don't like this and people don't like that. But he plowed through, and that will shoot adrenaline in your souls. When we understand the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells richly within us. And I believe that we are the generation to rise up and speak over our sons and daughter. We are the ones to prophesy. that God said that we're living in a prophetic day. That was the word of the Lord. It is the word of the Lord. So we need to prophesy over some situations that aren't right in our household, in our in our homes it's time also to get rid of shame and guilt and begin to make our life about other people not spending any more time about what we didn't do or couldn't do i want to end with this when i preached this message in 2010 we had just been previously in kenya and had been had a ladies' conference, and then we were at, in another town, we were at a leadership conference. And while we were at this leadership conference, I met a woman that really, you know, you meet people in life, and you know that there's more than just that one meeting. But I come home right after that, and I shared a little bit of her story. I don't remember all the details, but I remember the woman of God that she is now. She lived in a city that has a Great Britain military base on it. She became a prostitute. Remember, we talked the other day, Daryl, and I said, I don't remember her story. I went to get this message, and here is her story. She became a prostitute who had been raped and abused by many men. She had children that were fathered by men that didn't care. Christine then had an encounter with God and become a changed woman with a call on her life to preach the gospel. I shall never forget the warmness of Jesus that flowed from her, a heart to serve him and others. I personally had the privilege in that conference to pray for several women who had gone through the very same situation that Christine had. They wept and they cried because of their shame and the fear of their children being raised under the oppression. We prayed and broke the, boat of sh the hold of shame and guilt off their lives. Interesting, Christine looked me up a year or two ago on Messenger, just said hi and wanted to know if I remembered her. I remembered her immediately. And, and then last year, she asked me to come and do a conference in the church where she was at. And we talked. And of course we didn't go out the last two years. Well just last week. I got a call. Guess who from? Christine. Had not heard her voice. Since 2009. Had not heard her voice Christine. And she called. And she was so glad. She said I have thought about you continuously. And she said, I just want to see you again. I just want to be in a service with you another time. And we talked for a long time, but it was so precious. You may be in this service tonight or watching. And maybe you've got shame from your past. And you said, I can't be a lioness. I'm not even a good mama. I feel like I failed it so much. But I remember that particular meeting when this little lady, she couldn't serve us enough. She couldn't love on us enough. It was so genuine, and her story was so painful. Interesting, I asked her, in the conversation, now remember, I had not read this. 
I asked her, how are your children? And she began to tell me, and her children are doing well. They've given her grandchildren. Isn't God good? He removes the shame and the pain of our life. And that's what it's all about. Being a lioness, I know I'm a lioness. I know that. But I also know that I had to let so much guilt and so much shame go. I had to let my brokenness go. I had to let go what I can't fix, what I can't change. But I can't allow God to do what he needs to do in me. So that I can stand in the place that he has asked me to stand. That I can be the wife that this man needs. Even when sometimes it is not easy. But it's easier than it used to be. It gets sweeter and sweeter as the days go by. God is so good. But if you're here today. And there's shame upon your life. And it's keeping you from being the woman of God or the man of God. That you know God has called you to be. This service and this call is for you. This is Mother's Day. But man of God, I love you. The lion that you are, I love you. I know you've not been perfect. But guess what? Neither has your little lioness. We haven't been perfect. But, oh, God has opened his heavens up over solid rock. God is doing something that we have believed him for for years and years. And it began to manifest in 2020 when pandemic happened. There are things in the spiritual realm that have broken. There are things that have happened, that fulfillment of promises that were prophesied over 30 years ago that are just now coming to pass, and there's a whole bunch more. God's going to begin to do signs and wonders in this house and in your homes. It's going to happen. Start expecting it. But we have to do what God has called us to do, to be the lion and the lioness that God has called us to be. Thank you for joining us today at At the Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At the Table. You can also check us out at darlenerhodes.org. Also at wawministries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At the Table with Darlene.